to leave you with some marks, some kind of summary um, reference points. Uh, well-being is the shape of the heart. Are you in shape? What shape are you in? Scrambled, tense, dense, light, spacious, wobbly, open, steady. Doesn't it change? Huh? And when it's a sense of well-being, how does that feel? Feel? Feels pleasant? Yeah. But what about the shape of your heart? It's probably something quite round, open, isn't it? I'd imagine. It's not squashed. <laughs> it's a kind of open, wide smooth, steady, something like that. So the heart tells the truth about the nature of what's, um, what jitter's doing, what your awareness is doing, which you don't necessarily know. Your thinking mind can't tell you that by itself. But your body can. There's a very close relationship between the heart and the body and the heart is important because this is where you have the sense of fear or joy uh, compassion or cruelty uh, despair or confidence and these are the crucial qualities sometimes these are called mind states and if you want to use the word mind that's okay but it's not the thinking mind so i tend to talk about heart and it's often lost beneath the thinking mind. So we do practices that help to quieten the thinking mind and calm the body. Why we did quite a bit of practice with the body is because when your heart is buried under thoughts, so you don't have time to really feel what's happening or you, you you half feel what's happening and you can't manage it. It's too overwhelming. It's too confusing. It's too painful. It's too um, uncomfortable. So you just go into thinking and talking to lose yourself, lose your heart. Then you need the body to bring you back. And you need a comfortable, steady body to bring you back. And a comfortable, steady body it's not really a matter of physique, it's a matter of how the energies are. So you're looking for an energy tone in your body that's bright, it's not strained, it's steady, it's comfortable. We call it the upright. Now, just to make sure, you, you could practice this lying down, incidentally, but it's steady and it's not jangled and it's not half asleep it's steady upright upright um, obviously you know if your body's not sick if you're physically okay standing and particularly standing will get that body energy to level out and become steady so this is why we're doing qigong as you could see in qigong we did maybe two or three things it's hardly a physical workout, but it's often just based upon standing and just doing enough to cause energy to move through the body 
in a simple, clear way. So these, I think, encourage these practices because when the heart tone is buried or is in fact so upset or frightened or shut down, I don't want to feel anything. It's too uncomfortable. I feel frightened. I feel a You can't get it. So the body will provide this steadying effect where when you tune in with your chitta to that body, it allows the heart to just come out. And sometimes it comes out with some not very pleasant tones, such as sadness or tiredness or even irritation. So then, okay. Breathing in, breathing out as a soothing device. You know, using the body energy to flow past the heart to begin to almost soothe the heart. If it's like that. Now, if that, that approach, you can only do so much of it, or you're not sure of it, then the other approach is through kindness. And, you know, so, and again, kindness is not necessarily a great surge of affection or warmth. It's the ability to maintain presence without restricting, without rejecting, without aversion, without complaining, without judging, without demanding, without expecting, without defending without resisting. You know, so we feel a resistance. We feel a resistance. Okay, can you use your body to help you just let go of the resistance? I don't want to be this way. Yes, nobody wants to be this way. Understand it. I don't want to be this way, but it is this way. Can I be present with it? Not in it, but with it. Because the fact is that we're always present and we're always aware. But the problem is what we're present with or aware of causes us to get stuck. So maintaining presence, what does it take to be able to let go of resistance? I take refuge. I can trust my good intention. I can feel the ground beneath me. I mean no harm, I recollect goodness. All these just help to maintain presence when one's resisting experience, defending oneself, closing down. I don't want to have that happen to me. I don't want that memory to come up. Well, then you would experience that tension and that constriction and the memory will not disappear. It will just hide for a while until the next time. There's no defense, ultimately. And there are things we would like to not have to be touched by. Painful memories. Blame of other people. Loss. But these happen. So our refuge is presence, awareness. We could say these are ways of describing Buddha. 
present, stable. Maintain that, aware, open, not adopting, not defending, not resisting. And you sense the heart tone in that because one thing you notice if you're defending, you notice the heart tone is tight. And you relax that. This is called metta. Yeah. Don't expect, oh, how long do I do this before I get over it? How long will I, how will this make my problems go away? Yeah. How can I stop feeling like this? That's the wrong approach. You're demanding and pushing. If you stop doing that, demanding, pushing, expecting and wanting, you'll see things naturally. Things will come to you. And in that open, present, aware state, you'll see clearly and things will move through you. Just like snow dropping on water, they melt. If you're open, not demanding, not expecting, not resisting. And there's this quality, it's not just about getting rid of suffering, though that's one way of describing it, but it's also we realize the quality of non-suffering is a big open potential. That's no measurement. You can't measure it. It's unrestricted. It's not, it's not identified with, it's bigger. The non-suffering domain, this realm of non-suffering is big, spacious, unrestricted. And in that, grasping, becoming me is not necessary. It takes the chitta out of it so the chitta learns to just open to something mysterious. But it's present. It's aware, and we don't need to know more than that. This is where the suffering stops. So again, how do you how do you know all this? What do you steer through? You steer through body tones and heart tones. Body tones are things like tension, constriction, spaciousness, groundedness. Body tones are things like um, agitated or steady. It's not too difficult to find those. It's not really about feeling, it's about nervous energy, you could say. Heart tone, similarly, it's not about necessarily particular powerful emotions, it's about the general, are you uptight? You know, sometimes people are really kind of overstressed. The heart is very tense and tight, so easily they lose their temper. They're not angry people, particularly, just if the heart is tight and pressurized, it easily becomes brittle and reactive. You think, oh, I'm such an angry, upset, short-tempered person. I should try to be otherwise. And you get more uptight. Trying to make yourself into being something that's cool and relaxed. You can't make yourself be cool and relaxed. That makes you uptight. So when you're feeling uptight, tense, nervous, irritable, and so forth, on edge, oversensitive, what do you need? Ask the question, what do I need? Not what should I do, but what do I need? Help me. What do I need? You need a body. You need your body. You need your feet. You need an out-breath. 
What? Yeah, just do it. Oh. Why your heart was so compressed and tight? It's because you only had half a body or a quarter of a body or no body at all. You were just a, a thought whirling around in thin air. No wonder your heart felt so strange. Or sometimes people even lose the heart altogether. Go flat and cold. Yeah. So check the heart tone. Is it something that's frightened? What does it need? Ask the question, what do you need? Not what do I need, but what do you need? And it won't necessarily give you a word. But if you keep asking it sincerely, what's needed now? You might find something happening in your body because the heart speaks through the body when it can't speak through words it speaks through the body when it can't speak through words because words are confusing it speaks through the body and it breathes out or it breathes in or it stops or it moves that's what it needed to do so you come into these heart tones Remember also that wisdom doesn't jump. You know, if something that wants to jump to a conclusion, jump to get the answer, tell me what to do, push a button to make it work. Wisdom doesn't do that. It doesn't jump. Anything that jumps is a reaction and you lose, you lose heart. Thought jumps. But the true heart pulses, moves, shifts, sinks, rises, expands. And the wise heart gently expands and steadies. The frightened heart scatters. The wise heart doesn't jump. Let me feel this. How is that? Let me stay with this a little bit. Ah, yes, that's that. So when you get the sense of, well, she's this and he's that, and they're this and they're that, because they said this, they got this, that's your head talking. When you say what's happening in your heart, the agitation, ill will. Oh, what's happening? What's needed? Oh, felt frightened. Felt pressurized. Felt I was being attacked. Are you? You just thought you were. Find a security heart. Steadied. So you translate the way you think what's going on. The immediate conclusions you jump to. The immediate reactions of things you think you should do. You jump and do it. Watch that experience. If you take like three seconds, just that much. Okay. You know, if you can take 10 seconds, even better. You know, that's just a technique. And then you're going to be 50 times wiser. 
Do you think it's worth it? Pausing, lingering, waiting for the heart to go, um, not right now. Now, yes. So now I'm, I'm not scattering, I'm not jumping, I'm steady. But this way we're going to be much more, we learn, we may make mistakes, but that's the way it works. But we're going to learn and you're going to begin to put aside the reactions and the compulsiveness that's, that prevent you from really learning and studying and finding your way out of this tangled web of confusion and distraction. So this um, is what I'll keep it brief, make a few notes. And naturally, of course, um, all this operates within a structure. We've had a structure provided for us, very well provided for us by these uh, deep spiritual friends who we perhaps don't even know, done it as an act of generosity and care and, and reverence for the Dhamma. And belief and support so we've been held in that and now you know it's us say thank you very much now trying to live up to what's been offered and given by the teacher and by the buddha and by the the community so now stand up for yourself practice reach out to others you've got a body you've got a heart you've got a dhamma and you and you you find other people to help practice with you You can't find them in the flesh find them in your mind find them in your heart remember well remember well those who you can rely upon and trust remember them well keep them in your heart constantly and they will guide you this is the possibility of heart it's not separated in terms of time and space. So I offer these uh, reflections for your practice and benefit, and I hope it's uh, been of some use to you. Thank you.